What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 121 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing well. It was a fa- I, first off, I hope all the moms out there hope you had an amazing, relaxing, chill Mother's Day. You have earned it. Thank you so much. Uh, we celebrated at our house a little breakfast in bed, made some dinner. We played some more uh, Little Nightmares too, as well. So overall that was really chill um saturday went and saw uh multiverse of madness had to couldn't couldn't wait around couldn't sleep because i know people will spoil it obviously i'm not gonna spoil or throw anything out there uh i did i really enjoyed it i'm still kind of digesting everything um but it was a, i mean it was a great and then, and then saturday we went we went did a little date night uh or that was no i'm sorry that was still uh that was a friday as well so we did that and then we we uh uh went and ate food and just hung out so it was it was a good time overall a solid weekend how about uh how about yours my friend it was it was interesting I mean, yeah first of all happy mother's day to everybody uh was was glad to be able to uh treat my uh mom to breakfast uh had spent some time with my uh, girlfriend's mom, so that that was nice. Uh, we had a little bit of a health scare, which is why uh, this episode is going to seem a little bit weird <laughs> in the way we recorded everything. Uh, but uh, everything is is fine now, so we just uh, needed to make sure everything was in order on the health front. Uh, but speaking of Doctor Strange, which was directed by Sam Raimi who <laughs> also directed yes. a series of films, the evil dead movies. And Ryan, I know that you got to sit down and talk to Tim Willits, the chief creative officer of Saber Interactive, one of the teams behind Evil Dead, the game, which is out Friday the 13th, this Friday. Yes. And so we're bringing you that interview shortly, Ryan. I'm sure you had a blast with that one. It was awesome. It was, it was, I had so much fun talking with Tim. Uh, he's so enthusiastic about the game. I can't wait to get my hands on it and play it as well, but it's a great conversation. You guys are definitely going to want to, uh, hear that. Also, a little side note as well. I didn't realize that Saber Interactive is part of the Embracer group. Whom just made the purchase of Crystal Dynamics, uh, Montreal, uh, 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 Square Montreal. And uh, Idos, I'm 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 completely butchering those names. <laughs> However, they're all part of the same family now. So you know, I, and I had this conversation last week just about the Embracer Group and kind of how they're putting their eggs in in all kinds of different bas- baskets and investing in these different developers uh, in studios. You know, they've really built a solid. Uh, a uh, group of of uh, people that are that are putting together these games. Um, so I'm excited to see you know again just to talk and and play this game. If you're a fan of uh, any of the series, the the TV show, the movies, uh, I think there's comics, uh, any of that stuff. It sounds like this game has a little bit of everything uh, that you'll need. So it should be dope, dude. 
Good. It looks like a ton of fun, and uh, so many people adore that franchise. So it's nice to to see it uh, in a different medium, and for us to be able to take part of it. So uh, can't wait, can't wait for you guys all to hear that conversation. But before we get to that, Ryan, it was a big weekend for Overwatch League. Uh, you you were able to check out some of the matches here yeah. from from the big weekend. What were your takeaways? What did you think about seeing the pros get their their hands on uh, Overwatch Two here? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, and and I'm I I I watch from time to time. I'm not a big big watcher, but I, I would say I had a lot of fun uh, just watching the pros play the game. You know, having the ability to be able to play it myself, knowing what some of the changes are, but being able to see it on this this bigger stage and and in the hands of these pros was awesome i had a ton of fun just watching them play it was really interesting seeing the different dynamics such as the one tank uh you know you're kind of a little more out in the open yourself as a healer you got to be able to do a little dueling you got to be able to do a little killing as a healer because you get targeted so easily in this so it really changed the dynamic in the feel of the game not to mention remember this is they've they've they exclusively uh run this on youtube and youtube now you're able to connect your youtube account and your bnet account this is another way for you to be able to get into the beta access is by watching an hour i believe they were dropping like 1500 or 15,000 keys an hour i want to say it's more like 1500 Although uh, that doesn't seem like a lot in the grand scheme of things because but it was different because there was a Twitch drop here last week where it was if you watch certain streamers that had drops enabled, if you watch for four hours, you you got access into the uh, uh, into the beta. Although even that was a little weird because not only do you have to have your Twitch connected to your Bnet account, you also had to have your Bnet account um, connected to your Twitch. It was really weird. Huh. Uh, once I yeah, once I did that, then it showed up that I could play and, and all that good stuff. But I don't know, man. Like for me, and, and I know there's a lot of people that are just kind of like meh on this. I feel like if you actually played Overwatch, you would feel and you could really tell the differences uh, that have been made in the game, how it's played. And I, 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 again, I'm getting that that excited feeling back for playing this game. I know that there's new he new heroes and new characters on the horizon. They're going to be, uh, you know, again, this is still just talk right now, but they've spoken of being able to be more aggressive about releasing new characters. Obviously, we know there's going to be the PVE mode that I haven't seen anything on. I'm really pumped about that. So I really feel like this could be that opportunity to really kind of get get it back to where it was in its heyday where you had a bunch of people playing and enjoying it there's going to be more for people to do uh it's not just um not just uh the pvp there's also going to be the pve and i think overall build wise it's gonna be better for them and easier for them to do what they want to do with overwatch which I think they were having issues doing in the first one, uh, which is why um, we are here in this in this 
situation right now. However, I kind of went on a tangent there. Uh, the it, it was it, unshockingly. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop up the uh, the standings right now. But Shock obviously came in and did what San Francisco San Francisco Shock does. Uh, Atlanta Rain looks strong on the on the bottom end. Excelsior, New York, Excelsior. They had some issues. Paris again, uh, uh, struggling as well. And then you've got a bunch of people in the middle of the pack. East East hasn't even played yet, which Philadelphia Fusion is a part of. Obviously, the Shanghai Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some solid contenders over there as well. So. All in all, it was a really exciting start to the season. And I'm, you know, I was, I was that person that was skeptical. Like, I don't know. They're going to play the season in this beta build. That sounds like crazy talk. It was only a couple weeks ago. I didn't even think the game was coming out. What are you saying to me? <laughs> so it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, regardless of what people say, I want this game to be successful because I have a lot personally that I enjoyed and and being able to, you know, multiplay and connect with friends and family through this game. So it means a lot to me personally. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you know, we we had talked about this before, about the risks associated with with putting Overwatch 2 into the overwatch league but it sounds like this mm-hmm. is like just the good steps that they needed you know to start to rekindle that excitement uh between the beta and now uh the overwatch league is starting to get that conversation uh and i think mm-hmm. most of the chatter that i've been seeing has been pretty positive uh so i think that this is a win a net positive uh to start that build up for overwatch 2 i think it's interesting like i don't think people have like bad things to say about overwatch i think that a lot of us just mm-hmm. kind of fell off you know just just over time there just wasn't enough new content to keep us attached to it but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't because the game was broken and it wasn't because the game wasn't fun to play so like i think overwatch is, has been in that weird spot where uh, i think if most of us are being honest we love the game but we just it just mm. grew stale so it's it's just getting that word out that hey look at all these changes look what's coming we're gonna be more aggressive with hero drops and and we'll keep you more engaged in that so i think that's the battle they have to fight uh but yeah overwatch is just in this weird spot because uh yeah i, I it's not that public sentiment tor- turned against the gameplay itself just the rate of content that was being released so it's it's good to see that conversation start to get rolling see uh, i might have to disagree with you on that a little bit i don't know i don't know what like as far as like the communities and, and people that you're talking to but from from my perspective and what i've been hearing what i experienced was the the gameplay was tailored more for the professionals as opposed to the casual players, uh, which was problematic. Uh, I mean, hence why they lost a tank or a reason why they lost a tank. Cause you were having these, these maps. I mean, it wasn't only just that it was also maps, maps position changes in, in, in damage to certain things. They were skewing more towards the professionals. And I really felt like that hurt 
the average player base because the average player base like me is nowhere near on that kind of level. So I'm not even making moves that I that that I would even be able to take advantage to do things like that. So, you know, it, it made it to where you only had to have a couple people that knew how to play a position or do something really well. And you can't even get to the point at all, which is super frustrating. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially right. if, if you're having that happen. You had a lot of people that were smurfing, uh, too, that would be higher up and they, they'd uh, create these alternate accounts. And then they're playing against people in lower levels and then ops absolutely either stomping them or just grieving. So I, I think. I think there's part of the problem definitely was the lack of, of character and variety, but I also think in terms of the actual gameplay, I, I think they did, uh, they did have a really big negative effect on the uh, average player base when they were making some of these changes. So that is still something, you know, that I would say people would have concerns about moving forward. How are they going to, you know, go about doing that? Or, I mean, and obviously this is going to come as they introduce new characters, what their roles going to be, how that fleshes out even more. So that's always going to exist. However, I do believe now they are built on an infrastructure that lends more on a positive side for them to be able to make changes and do things like that without it being such a fuss. So regardless, I'm you, there's always going to be people that are like, meh, 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 meh. that's fine. I I'm enjoying it. I think most people, at least from a casual standpoint, you know, I think you would enjoy the changes and you can really feel the change, the changes that they've made in this game. Plus being able to see their new mode uh, in action in a, in a professional setting uh, was awesome. Just to see the strats that they were utilizing then gave me ideas and what I could do. Oh, maybe I go about doing this instead if I were to use this character or whatever. So uh, it, it was a nice showcase uh, of the beta for sure. You know, that's interesting. I might I might have not just been good enough to realize <laughs> all that was happening <laughs> in the first Overwatch. Hon- honestly, I, because most of the time I would play with ma- my brother or maybe a friend or two, uh, the, yeah. we were just having fun together. Um, so, so uh-huh. uh, But we weren't like like anywhere close to being like like competitive or anything like that. So we might have just turned a blind eye to that stuff. Um, Dude, we played super competitively. <laughs> like, I, I was able to get up the mid-diamond. My brother got up to top 500. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so if, if that was an issue with the first one, like, where do you think that balance needs to lie between, like, an Overwatch, OG Overwatch, and a game, like, that swings completely the other way, like a Splatoon that's, like, super accessible but isn't as like in depth. Yeah. Well, I I think the first thing and one of the biggest changes clearly is the reworking of tanks, them only having one tank. So you have less of ability, not only that, but then it also comes down to the maps. I feel like there, at least with these newer maps, there's a lot more verticality and there's not just these straight lanes. There's all kinds of uh, places to be able to do flanks, uh, you know, going different levels and things like that. So you play a a lot more independently from your tank than you did before is what I noticed just because the one tank for the most part, isn't going to be able to 
protect them. Orissa never, no longer has a shield. She has a spinny thing that will, will suck things up. But before she had a physical shield right. that she could shoot down on the ground and you could stand behind and, and this and that. So you've got to think completely differently, especially when you're in the healer spot. Cause I'm a squishy now and I've got no real coverage other than, than the environment. Mm-hmm. So I have to play a lot more differently. I've got to watch my flanks even more because it's easy for other people to get, you know, they're doing their own things or they're, they're one, one V one somebody. And all of a sudden I'm getting got from behind by a tracer out of nowhere. That's going to be problematic for me as a Zenyatta player. However, They've already started making nice changes. I know with Zenyatta, that's one of his biggest things. He's slow. He's not really, he's more of a support than healer, um, but he's slow and he has no way of escaping, uh, which is, again, Sombras, Tracers, uh, all those things are going to be a problem for him. Um, however, they they just put in uh, his kick now actually kicks people back far enough distance that's like in perfect range for his attacks. Okay. So I was like, that's huge in itself. So I love seeing little changes like that and actually getting something like that, that we've been saying for years, yo man, let my man Zenyatta so slow. He can't get away from nothing. You have to be able to kill people with Zenyatta. He's too slow to get away. That's your only shot. <laughs> well, it's it's nice then. That it looks like that they're really taking a lot of this to heart and actually putting into some actionable changes. So that that is always a good sign. Uh, and and yeah. we all know that they they know they needed to come out swinging with Overwatch two to win people back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a very solid start. And uh, I I think slowly but surely, I think they're they're going to get a lot of people excited again. Yeah, no, I I agree uh, 100%. They are are definitely positioning themselves uh, to be in a good place. And now now the next big hurdle is let's see what that PvE is all about. Let's get that lore. Let's get that story. Let's see what the drop frequency of new heroes is going to be and what the variety is. What kind of things are you going to do for the the holiday events? All that stuff's going to play into whether... It truly is because again, a lot of people are just calling this uh, Overwatch 1.5. Um, and I'm hoping that's not the case already from the changes from PvP. It feels, it feels like a, a, a new but familiar game. Um, but you know, these other things are really going to be what, what's, hey, was this worth the price tag? Was this, is this, you know, uh, so we'll see how that goes, but switching gears. Uh, real quick, dude. I saw this story. Um, there is a there is a person that had uh, put out a demo today uh, from from Unreal Engine Five. It is a uh, let me just read because I'm gonna absolutely butcher this name. <laughs> uh, but it's from Echu Diamond Train Station in Japan. It's a 3D artist uh, named Lorenzo Drago. And uh, this was this was created in the Unreal Engine Five uh, with lighting from Lumen. This is absolutely stunning. I am so here for these kind of graphics. That is unbelievable. That doesn't even yeah. look like it is. That looks that is straight. That looks like it's real life. Like you can kind of tell a little bit, but like. They're going to be making games. They are making games in this currently. 
Like I, the the next generation of graphics for video games is here, folks. This is absolutely stunning. Again, this is not like gameplay. This is this is a demo. So think more of a cinematic built uh, in a in a three D universe or a three D world using three D components. Um, but this is this is unbelievable to me. I cannot. I am. I am having a hard time. I saw this and I was like, I had to. I had to watch it multiple times. Right. So I was like, no way. This is not real life. Like, yeah. No way. This is insane. It looks so good, so real, man. The Unreal Engine Five has been like flexing its muscles, <laughs> basically mm-hmm. just just in the past couple months. You know, with with the the Matrix Awakens to to demos like this. My goodness, like. You know, it's it's interesting because w- with uh, HD graphics, right? And when when games made the the jump to HD graphics, it was so amazing. But then it seemed mm-hmm. like we were getting diminishing returns from each generation, each generation, just because the the consoles were already so powerful. But now, when you right. think of like the potential of what this could lead to down the road, like just look at that, man! <laughs> like mm-hmm. like that's like that jump that like reminds me as a kid when that new system came out. And going from like Xbox to Xbox 360, and you saw full HD graphics for the first time. Like this, mm-hmm. this looks like that kind of potential to go to that jump to see that kind of photorealism is insane. And I cannot wait to see all these games start to come out in this engine and see see as they figure this out even more, unleash the true power of Unreal Engine Five. This this is so awesome. Yeah, it, and and you got to think too with Unreal Engine, uh, they also use it in film a lot too. So just just the technology to be able to do this, I have. I totally went and downloaded Unreal Engine Five. I haven't tinkered around or really had a chance to jump into it or anything. But it's just like it's amazing what what is being created already. And again, we are still in the earlier stages of people and they've been fiddling around with it for a while now it's been open it's basically been in, in a early access phase uh for for some months now so people have been able to go in and 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 do things but i feel like now we're really especially since it's officially released we're really starting to see more projects and more things that people are doing and i just don't think i realize just how powerful this is like if anybody you would you have to sit there and really look at this <laughs> to even be able to tell that this is is all done in 3D that this is not a real it is a real station but what we're seeing is not real this is all done in a computer is absolutely astonishing to me and i i mean what it like you're saying to the jump visually if this just became the standard in video games, I don't even like, like, can you imagine? There's some games that, that would be, I mean, you are literally talking about putting yourself in the world with graphics like that. And then, and then can you imagine uh, this translating over to VR? Oh my goodness. What? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Man. 
<clears throat> yeah, the, that's an, the that's potential amazing. is unreal. Uh, didn't mean to, <laughs> to, to pardon the pun there. Uh, but no, yeah, stuff like this just gets you so excited to see where gaming goes from here. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it can't come fast enough. It, it makes me even more excited to think of like the next Tomb Raider game and stuff like that to see yep. what kind of potential that could unlock. And uh, yeah, my goodness, my goodness, so beautiful, so stunning. Ryan, I cannot wait. Like, I'm imagining, like, like just imagine if that were a horror game. <laughs> just imagine oh, what they could my. do with that, man. Just how cre- how I much know. more creepy would that be? <laughs> Uh, uh, and they and they can put it. They can create anything they want to to do anything. This is all a three D environment, so definitely going to be up in the ante. I can't wait till we we find out like that first true like Unreal Five that uses built game that uses photorealism, photorealistic three uh, D models uh, within the game. It's gonna be it's gonna be terrifying. But you already know as we speak that game is probably being worked on right now. <laughs> anyway, that that was a fun one. I we just had to show that one off because it's absolutely stunning. Um, let's take a quick commercial break. On the other end, I'm gonna sit down with Tim. We're gonna talk Evil Dead, the game coming out this Friday the 13th. We'll be right back, y'all. And welcome back. Thank you so much for sticking around from that break. We've got a special treat today. We have Tim Willits, Chief Creative Officer of Saber Interactive. How are you doing? Thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I hope you're doing well. Yes, absolutely. And and we're not just having you on for no reason. You, you, you kind of got this this amazing game that's coming out this Friday, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. We are getting Evil Dead, the game. I remember, uh, I, uh, what was it? Was it uh, Summer Game Fest or where did you guys first drop that trailer? Yeah, it was the uh, Game Awards. The Game, game Awards. Awards. With Jeff Keighley, yes, yes, yes. Yes. You know, that, that started the buzz, and, and, you know, it's amazing how many Evil Dead fans there are in the world. You know, Evil Dead's been around for so long, and there's so many people that are passionate about it that mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's very exciting to kind of ride that wave of enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, and, and I kind of want to ask you, too, like, what do you think it is that I mean, because it's clearly a cult classic. I don't mm. know if you folks have uh, watched anything from the franchise, but there's so much to it. And to be able to bring this, you know, this this classic film into a video game format, not only does it already have that that built in base, but. From a gamer perspective, like this is solid. The moment we saw it, it was like, oh, yeah, I, I need to go ahead and get that. I'm going to go ahead and get that. <laughs> I mean, one of the great things about the franchise is is it's, it's been around for, what, 40 years now, right. I think. And, um, you know, Bruce Campbell is such an icon of, of that character. And, you know, the um, and the movies have been exciting and they've changed throughout throughout time. And there's been a TV show and there's all these other cool mm-hmm. characters. And and you know what it's about? It's 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 just it's like they're like horror action movies 
where the good guy kicks butt and has a great time. And it's right. over the top fun. And plus the original, you know, was directed, original two were directed by Sam Raimi, who yes. literally just put out Doctor Strange 2 on Friday. I watched that. We watched the, he's this the best. weekend. <laughs> yes. he's, you know, he's the best. So he's, he, you know, he's created with Bruce Campbell, this franchise that we're just honored and blessed to, to now work with. Yeah. And, you know, especially in the gaming world, too, I, I feel like there has definitely been an increase in games and the horror genre. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering, is, is there something that made you guys kind of lean into that? And, you know, as far as games that are out in the horror genre, what would you say is is really different and what makes this unique from other horror games that have come out yes so um uh so horror genres are great for video games because you know there's tension and you're scared and you know things can jump out at you you know and it's <laughs> kind of life and death kind of situation um and uh, uh our game you know evil dead the game is very unique from other other you know asymmetrical horror games you know mm -hmm. we are all about kicking ass and having a good time so, you know, you're, you're, you're not hiding in the shadows waiting to die. You and your buddies, you go, you collect weapons, you gear up, you, you progress throughout the match, you know, and then you go and you kick some demon ass. And yes, mm -hmm. there, there's a human who's also playing uh, on, as the side of the demon. But, uh, but our game is all about the action and the fun that the franchise is so well loved for. Yeah, and... You know, that, that is something huge, especially from the gamer perspective, because this not only is it's it's co-op, which is always going to be a good time. Me, me particularly, I am terrible when it comes to horror games. I don't know what it is. I love horror movies, but something about games. I'm like, ah, but I'm a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like I'm a lot more i'm more willing to play if i've got friends to play with if i've got other people that can experience this with me and i don't feel so alone <laughs> you're you're 100 correct and uh um one thing that i love about this game is yes at its core it is it is four versus one but mm -hmm. if if you just want to play with your buddies you can play as the humans the good guys the survivors against the ai so mm -hmm. if if you don't want to get on the internet and get beat up by some like 12 year old kid playing the demon, you know, and it's just <laughs> you and your friends, you know, start up a server, you and your friends join in and you can play by yourselves and, and the computer will take care of the bad guy for you. Or if you're completely by yourself, you can play the game. And we even have these, these, uh, these side kind of experiences, these, these missions where mm -hmm. you can kind of deep dive deeper into the lore, you can unlock some cool stuff. So, and, and, and that's completely done solo. So, yes, at its core, it's a multiplayer game, but there are so many other ways to play it and to experience these, this world. So, so, would, so would you say then there's almost a – would you say that there's like a single-player campaign or is it just, just bits of lore that then you're able to gather and kind of do these, these missions that are only, you know, uh, single-required? Yeah, yeah. This, yes, there's, there's no single player campaign. I want to make sure there's mm -hmm. no expectations for that. But right. there are some really cool single player missions, you know, and you you can play them. Um, you'll unlock some Nobly tapes, which which mm -hmm. if you remember, Professor Nobly is the one that 
you know, discovered the Book of the Dead and then first mm-hmm. caused all the problems. And and there's these diaries that that we um, that we wrote that kind of tell more of the backstory, that kind of connect kind of parts of the franchise together, which is very exciting for people who love the franchise. And then they're fun yeah. to play and you can unlock some skins and some characters uh, and, and, and you can kind of practice your skills when you get out there and you uh, you, you play with your friends. So it's very cool. Yeah. And let me ask, was it challenging really getting that tone of the characters and the feel of the films? Because you're not only pulling from from the films, but you also mentioned the, the TV show. And I'm sure there's other what, other places that you're pulling from as well. Um, you know, how much did that really drive in the creation of the game and, and just a tone overall? Yes. Yes. You, you are correct, because we we have. You know, the, uh, all the movies and the television show, which span, like I mm-hmm. said, 40 years. Um, so, um, uh, so our, 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 the team that has developed this game is our, our, uh, Sabre team in Madrid. And mm-hmm. they have a knack for just this kind of over the top action, you know, and, and flair is what I like to call it, uh, for the game. <laughs> uh, but the, um, but the tone of the franchise has always been, been very consistent. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gory action that is so over the top sometimes it's actually funny uh you know it is it is bruce campbell being a wise guy as he's kicking you know dead-eyed butt uh and it's you know him fighting with these cool characters so uh so luckily for us the evil dead franchise which is, i think the reason that people love it so much it has stayed consistent through all mm-hmm. the different you know shows and movies and decades um and at its core it's about good guys kicking ass and having fun Absolutely. Absolutely. You could, couldn't, couldn't have been said any better right there. <laughs> you know, when and, and obviously this is I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, um, obviously, we all went through this pandemic. Let me ask, did you guys run into into any kind of challenges during the development uh, during that phase or, uh, you know, how did that look from your guys's end? So we, we did well, Sabre in general, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've always kind of been kind of separate and remote. So for us, you know, each, each studio of course had their own work policies. Um, but, um, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too much of a, you know, a, a problem for us, you know, Spain, yeah. obviously where the, where the game was primarily developed had, you know, stricter rules than let's say the U S but the team is, is, is really good. And, you know, from working from home, from working in small groups, from following all, all, all the local laws, they were able to really make a great game. And then the actors, which is great. They all had their own home systems and some of them yeah. actually have home, home recording systems. So when we recorded Bruce, he did it from his house, which was That's awesome. awesome. You know? Yeah. So, um, um, so luckily technology kind of helped us make, uh, make, uh, make this game. And, and frankly, I think it may have helped the experience some, because, you know, when you connect in, uh, to test the game, if you're not sitting right next to somebody, you need to make sure that you have the tools and the systems in place to that, for that communication and that gameplay and that cooperative right. kind of, you know, mechanics. So, um, so I think we will see in our industry, some more fun co-op multiplayer games that were made in the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's funny too, because this, I remember when I originally saw this, I, it it instantly took me to the Friday the 13th game, Mm -hmm. uh, that was out. And I know a lot of people enjoyed that. Obviously that had issues. Um, and basically the, the game ended up having to die out. So, just being able to, you know, this being a collaborative effort and knowing, at least from a gamer standpoint, 
that there's, you know, the possibilities for more to come uh, from this game and, and, and what you guys have planned. Is there any kind of like roadmap for a few? I know the game hasn't come out yet, uh, <laughs> but yeah, lay it on yes. us. Like what, what, yes. what is the plan? I'd love to. Yep. So we do have plans for, for, for post-launch content. We, mm-hmm. uh, we have sold a season pass, which will have content, you know, in, in gameplay drops as we move through, through, through the future. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we announced the, um, the Castle Kandarian map. You know, we have some, some images of that, that, that were released, I think a couple of days ago, which shows kind of mm-hmm. some new, some, you know, that world from that army of darkness movie that players love. Right. People love the army of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, so if you are a fan of the franchise in the world, you know that we have lots more characters, lots more bad guys, you know, some cool areas that, that we can develop. So, um, you know, and then we're also going to, of course, look at the quality of life improvements for the game, you know, and one of the great mm-hmm. things that I, I want to mention, one of the great things about Evil Dead is that, you know, lots of the the parameters and systems are on the back end. So we can make mm-hmm. adjustments and, and, and tweaks to everything from health to damage to, you know, abilities and stuff on the back end and not force people to re-download uh, uh the game you know of course we'll have patches right. but we have some we have a lot of flexibility which is which which is really great so um you know we we believe that we have a good roadmap in front of us we believe that we'll have some compelling content that players will love we have a rich universe that we can play that we can pull from you know and right. for us we want to get the game out we want to see what people like what they want more of and then lean into uh uh what our fans want yeah, and you know, I, I know that videos and reviews have just started dropping uh, mm-hmm. ahead of the launch on Friday. What is the general tone? What are you guys hearing um, in early reviews? And then just to kind of piggyback back off that, uh, when the game does release, I know a lot of times, especially with online games, there's server issues and things like that. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think... Um, that stuff will be be good to go or you guys got people i mean obviously you have people ready ready to, <laughs> just in case people. you know yes. again yeah, yeah exactly yes. so we uh, um so that's a great question we uh, uh we have run multiple closed betas um mm-hmm. we've we've tested you know cross play in the wild um you know we have uh you know a dedicated uh team you know that's 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 watching the um uh, the backend and, and the infrastructure. Uh, but, you know, running these, these beta tests have really helped us ensure that our backend is up and running. Yes. Every game has a hiccup here or there, you know, but, uh, but this isn't our first rodeo, you know, right. so we should, you know, please, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we, we should be able to, uh, uh, to have a, have a smooth launch. And we've been thrilled with the feedback so far you know we've had a number of people play it you know in control settings we've we've talked to some press you know we've we've had um uh our beta which was closed but we did gather a lot of feedback from it and we Mm -hmm. thought that that people are really excited they 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 they're excited because you know it's a horror game like you said but it's so different you know there's lots of really Mm -hmm. cool aspects to it that are not your typical you know hide and seek type game and um you know we're we're really looking forward to to getting in everyone's hands this friday Yes, absolutely. And and for folks that aren't familiar with the franchise and and just aren't sure, what would you say? What would be the reason? Why should they mm-hmm. go out and, and pick it up? Yeah, that, this is a great question. And, and I'm glad you asked it. Yes. If, if you have not 
watched any Evil Dead movies, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there is there is something for you in this game because it's it you know we have cool action, we have over the top characters, we have this gory, bloody combat system, you know, and and it's fun being a good guy or bad guy, you know, kicking ass. So um, uh, so yes, if if you have if you are not familiar with the Evil Dead franchise. I promise you, you will find something that you will love in in this game, and you may you play the game, have fun time, play with your buddies, and then go watch the uh, the movies and the television show. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you'll you'll enjoy the experience. Absolutely, I love it. One last question: what What do you think is is for those that do pick up the game, those that are playing? What do you think is going to keep them coming back? What's going to keep them or keep making them fall back in love with the game? So the um, um, there's so much that goes on in the game. Um, I, I'm not sure if you played in the beta with us, but the um, uh, but the but the world itself is is big, and you know mm-hmm. there there are different kind of like stages to each of the each of the matches. You know, uh-huh. and, and and kind of the base mechanics people will be familiar with at different stages. But because the world is so big and there's so much crazy stuff that can happen, you know, we have cars, you have this demon that can possess things like trees or or, or mm-hmm. different deadites and chase after you. Because there's so much crazy stuff that can happen <laughs> in in every match that, and and if you're playing with, with with a good group of people, you're gonna have a great time because it's just so over the top and bonkers sometimes that it's just it's I. I'm telling you, it is not like any other game that you've played. So I really look forward to get people in the game. Absolutely. I I cannot wait to play. I've already pre-ordered. I've got my friends uh, who are playing as well. So I'm excited to jump in and and play it. Tim, again, thank you so much for joining us. Where can folks uh, find out more information and uh, where can they get the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can always go to our website, you know, uh, EvilDeadTheGame.com. Um, you know, you just go, just Google Evil Dead the Game, and you'll have all the information that you need. Uh, it will come out on every platform that you probably have. So we have, <laughs> uh, you know, both both Playstations, all the letters of the Xbox, and uh, and on the EGS, <laughs> and on 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 EGS. So there's plenty of places for you uh, for, for you to play. Absolutely. Again, Tim, congrats on this. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Go check it out, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Again, we appreciate you being on, Tim. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, what a fun interview, Ryan. I, You know what? This Evil Dead, the game, looks like a ton of fun. And uh, Ryan, you just informed me before we started recording that it's cross-platform. So that means yes. we're going to get it on this weekend, uh, hopefully. Yes. Ryan, I don't, are you an Evil Dead fan? Like, Are you a fan of that franchise? Yeah, you know, and I, I'm, I would be remiss. I've seen... Uh, some and I'm familiar with them, but I was never super deep into them. But I I know about them, and and uh, and you know just all that you know, there's the show, there's obviously the films, Army of Darkness, uh, this and that. So it's nice to be up there, and it makes me actually want to go back and and rewatch everything that they have in their library uh moving forward with this but i'm excited i'm really excited about the game uh again it, it's sounding like it's gonna be uh kind of a uh, almost like live service so there's 
going to be lots of changes, lots of lots of things that they can do, additions. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see where the game goes. I, so far, it, it's looking like people are enjoying it, and I love a game that you can play with friends. Otherwise, especially in that genre, I'm like, eh, I'm good on that. So that's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for fans too, the fact that that it looks like they're going to pull, pull in a lot of. Uh, lore elements uh, as we go on mm-hmm. it's got to be exciting because uh, I know there's a lot of uh, diehard fans out there that would probably love to see callbacks and and other characters mm-hmm. and and, and uh, nuances kind of thrown into that game uh, we'll we'll see I, I uh, I'm, I'm excited I hope that it has some long-term success that's always the question mark with these kinds of games but it looks like it's about to get off to a solid start so uh yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. And yeah. this is the time before anyone gets really good at it. This is the time for us to get settled in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Starting uh, right there, right? Right at the same place as everybody else. I always I like feel it. bad when I miss the launch of games like that because I'm just like, dude, I'm going to be so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. But I did want to uh, mention uh, a new book that was just recently recently released by the uh, now-retired head of Nintendo of America, Reggie fils uh called Disrupting the Game. And, you know, I, I am uh, about to start reading this book. Uh, he's, you know, Reggie's done a lot of speaking engagements, uh, has done some guest lectures since his retirement. Uh, and he's always been one of those fascinating people in the world of video games right uh from getting on stage Mm -hmm. at e3 to say my body is ready (laughs) which i think we all remember uh (laughs) to just hearing you know just looking at 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 uh being able to see insights into his leadership style you know what he learned uh you know uh to to what prompted him to jump to nintendo in the first place so you know it's something that uh i am excited to read about it's something that we don't get a lot of in the video game industry it feels like that kind of mm-hmm. behind the veil look uh which i think would benefit the industry to kind of uh take open the curtains a little bit you know and, and reveal some of those insights uh because you know what the the highs and lows are something that i think help motivate the rest of us uh i think it's it's easy to imagine that nobody else uh encounters struggles or as many as as we do or that we feel we do uh so just Mm -hmm. to see other success stories and see what got them to those points i think is always a benefit especially in the gaming industry these days absolutely especially on the on the being on the corporate side of things and we've seen so much I feel lately where these these two worlds are kind of they're meshing together more and more. But the corporate side seems to take over on some of these on some of these studios and and developers and and areas like that. So to see somebody like Reggie just be and and like you're saying, get that backstory of you know, what did it take to get to where you were or where you are and, and what you've accomplished and to be on the other end of that and, and be able to sit down and fully kind of digest 
what his life has has truly been and where he stands within this industry and and just as a person alone is always going to be really intriguing. So I imagine this is going to be a solid read, um, especially uh, any any gamers or people that are in the industry are are going to enjoy it. But I think on a general from a general level as well, I think it could be a book that people would enjoy generally just to, just to get to know Reggie. He seems like he just seems like a good dude. He just seems like a good dude. Reggie, let's be best friends. Right? <laughs> right? He seems like that, that guy you would want to run into in, in uh, on the street, right? And, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I always have that secret fear that those celebrities that I'm just like, you seem like such a nice person that I always hope you're not <laughs> actually like this jerk. But I don't think Reggie's like that, by the way. I don't think he's like that, by the way. I think he's genuinely a good guy. <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I am uh, definitely going to start reading that book this weekend. Uh, so I just nice. wanted to mention that one out there that I think it would be an interesting read for gamers and probably non-gamers alike, uh, like you said, Ryan. But Ryan... Now that we are uh, almost at a new weekend, what are you playing this weekend? What do you got going on? Oh man, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I'm still trying to get my my PC still having issues, and I think it's a BIOS thing. So I need my buddy to help me out, NT. Um, but Destiny, I'm having trouble running, even like not when I'm not streaming, like just playing generally. So I've been playing a, a bunch of Tiny Tina's, but. Obviously, uh, uh, Evil Dead's coming out this weekend, so uh, I, 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 I expect us to be playing that. We gotta at least, we gotta at least do. I'll make sure we record it. Maybe we'll hop on or something like that, and and I don't know. We'll figure something out. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get, we gotta get some games in. I'm, I'm excited to play that game and and see what it's all about. What about yourself, brother? Yeah, Evil Dead for sure. Uh, I actually picked up. Uh, Scott Pilgrim again. <laughs> it oh, was nice, on sale. Nice. I got it for the Switch this time. Uh, just mm-hmm. a fun brawler. Like, I love that game. Love that movie, by yeah. the way. Uh, so it's nice to jump back into that. Ryan, if you can't run Destiny, that's like that's like Code Red. You got to get that figured out. <laughs> I know. I know. It is bothering me. I, you know what, though? But I, I can still play Tiny Tina's. I had no problem playing Overwatch. It's just something. I think it's because of the online aspect and whatever's my I, my bios had gotten reset. So it needs to get reconfigured to how it was before. And, and my buddy's the one that did it. I don't touch BIOS things because that you can absolutely ruin your PC doing that. So I'm like, yo, whatever you get the chance, please. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Good. Offer pizza. Food always helps. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly what he says. Like, look, uh, we got food and drinks for you. Just come on over. It'll be, it'll be a good time. But uh, good, man. Uh, anyway, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you again for listening. Don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan, or at Smitty2447. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you real soon in. You know what it is. We love your faces. Let's, 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 let's,